It's not about the other people in your life. It's not about them. It's always us. Now, yes, you can manifest the partner of your dreams if you're single. You can manifest the most amazing team, the best friends, the experiences that you want, but it's you that needs to change first. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com slash go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez, your host here and the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, where we help super high achieving women have even more in their lives, expanding what it means to be successful. So thank you so much for joining me today. I have a good one for you. We are going to be talking about the law of polarity in respect to this concept of an exquisite life, how you have an exquisite life. So I've spoken a lot about the law of polarity on this podcast. Please go back and listen to previous episodes. I'll probably do more on it. But for today, I just want to do like an overview, real quick summary of it so that you have a sense of what it is within this context. So law of polarity says everything is created as a whole There are no halves in the universe. Everything is whole. There are two sides of everything that create the whole, hence the polarity. So we can't have up without down. We can't have left without right. We can't have good without bad. We can't have happy without sad. As challenging as that is, that is the truth. So what does the law of polarity say in respect to creating the most amazing, most exquisite life you could possibly live. Well, first, there's always two sides to it. There is the having and the not having. So if we are going to have our exquisite life, we need to focus on the having of that. Now, the having of that requires that you get clear about what an exquisite life is. So the rest of this podcast is is here to help you kind of unpack what it might mean to you to have an exquisite life because it's here for you and it's here for you now in perhaps the non-form, in perhaps the realm of ideas. And if we want to bring it into form, non-form and form are two sides of the same thing, the law of polarity at work again. If we want to bring it from non-form to form, we actually have to first have it clear for ourselves in the realm of idea, imagination, non-form. So let's ask the question, what is it to have an exquisite life? What does it mean to you? We know intuitively that it's the most beautiful, the sweetest, the most exquisite life possible. It's the pinnacle of lives. And yet, of course, we're always growing and always evolving and there's always more. So there's a pinnacle upon pinnacle upon pinnacle. But for right now, What is the pinnacle for you? What is the most exquisite life for you? 
that is the sweetest, the most beautiful. And I am going to, to hazard an opinion. It's a very strong opinion. It's an opinion based on a lot of experience, both personal and coaching women who are excellent on ach- in achieving things in their business life, whether they're entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs, they're, they're go-getters in, in the realm of business. They're very successful. They're having an exquisite life, a bigger life. So this is based on a ton of experience. And I want you to put it through your filter and see if it resonates with you. So I believe that it's a life that we imagined when we were very, very young, whether it was what we imagined because of conditioning and society or that it was divinely given to us. We were open channels to the divine when we were very, very young. And we may have gotten a very clear signal about what our life was like that we then pushed aside. Or it's something that we we desired, we were called forward into based on what we saw in response to our lives, okay? And it got into our system. It got into our subconscious. And then, you know, life comes along. We're, we're brought up to be responsible humans. And sometimes responsibilities mean a suppression of life, creating a, a container that's too small for us. The growing up came. The adulting came. The consideration of others came. All of these things are not necessarily bad in and of themselves, But there's a way in which we take them to an extreme and it cuts off the flow of that life that we imagine that we we held in our hearts that was even unconscious to us then. We just were attaching to it in, in our beingness when we were young. And now as we go through life as adults, we say we can't have that. That's that's impractical. That's not for me. I haven't been able to create that all these years. How could I possibly create that? Love is a big place that that shows up for people. Like, how can I create a love to end all loves when I haven't been able to have a successful relationship or my marriage is practical and we partner well, but it's not lit up. It's not the depth and intimacy that we so desire. Or maybe it's around you know, I knew I wanted to be beautiful in this world and I'm not living up to my sense of beauty and I don't know how to get there. I've tried everything and I seem to fall short. So there's all sorts of poignant pieces of our childhood that we might be knowing on some level but pushing aside because there are more important, in quotes, things to go after. And sure enough, there, there are lots of things to go after in life. And you're probably quite successful in many of those arenas. Uh, you're, you're great at business. You're great at growing your career. You're great at making money. Um, you're, you're very competent in life in, in the, that arena. But in these other places where you haven't focused and those desires got pushed aside because, you know, you you had to take care of your life. You kind of have become small. It's shrunk. And it's going to look different for everyone. So fill in the blank for yourself. 
And some of the guidance we got in life pointed us towards success in a very particular way, whether that's the financial success, the career success, success in academics, like when you're going through school or success in athletics. We learn to be successful in a very narrowly focused way. And we built a ton of success strategies in life to help us get there. This is, this is not a bad thing. I want to emphasize that. This is not a bad thing. It just is. And yet time passes, you evolve, you grow, and you want more and you want to be more and you want to experience more and you want those things that were in your heart and have been really in your heart this whole time yearning to be be created, made manifest. And you know, your success that you have, hard won as it is, is not enough for you right now. It's it's like, yes, that's that's great, but is this all there is? I was doing this in order to get those those things that I really wanted, that that feeling of being lovable, seen, connected, adored, being enough, being worthy, being deserving, being um, impactful, being a creator in this world. And, and there is a calling inside of you right now. If this is resonating with you, please keep listening. If not, that's okay. But there's a calling inside of you. It looks like a type of restlessness. It looks like frustration. Why isn't my life better at this point? I've done everything according to the the playbook I was given, the rules that I was given. I have checked the boxes. I have worked harder than everyone else. I'm so freaking competent. I'm I've done so much. I've played the game. And in fact, you have had a ton of success. Achievement is your middle name. But why am I not satisfied? Why? What what is that about? What is that that dissatisfaction that is inside of you? And no, this is not the time to say, shouldn't I just be satisfied with what I have? Because you have a great life. I get it. I get it. There's You have so many blessings, so many things to be grateful for. But we have to attend to that internal conversation that is saying, is there all this is? just chasing after the next achievement, the next goal. When when you pause to think about it, you realize that your your chasing in and of itself is not fully satisfying. Yes, there's there's a lot of beauty, a lot of energy, a lot of greatness in the journey, right? And then there's the achievement of it and then you're like, "Okay, now that I've gotten here, can I just like relax a little bit? Can I just allow? And then there's this void where you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. I haven't created a plan for that. I need to go right back to my old way of being, which was to set a goal and push really hard and go hard after that and just push, 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 because that fills the void. That's what you know. That's a strategy that's been successful up until now. And it's, it is a successful strategy. There is success that comes from that. But it doesn't get you that bigger life that you desire. 
the fullness of it, the wholeness of it. It just keeps you occupied on achieving that next level of success. And most of the women that I speak to, they want some form of spaciousness, ease, more life, an increased your life, like an expanded life, a broader experience of life, creating more yet without doing it with that same push energy that creates the overwhelm, the stress, the limitation, right? It keeps you from creating the relationships and the life that you want, the the larger life. So desire is causative here and you have to know what you really desire and face that squarely and not tolerate pushing it aside in order to start this process. So I've, I've spoken on previous podcasts a lot about the concept of desire is causative. And that's that's really at play here, the desire for doing it differently. Instead of going after the success with that tiger chasing you, urgency, fear of dropping the ball, um, fear of not enough, fear of what others will think, doing it for others, not for yourself, that urgency, that stress that underlies everything. Instead of doing it that way, what if you could create the successes, plural, in your life that you wish as an uber achiever, but with a different strategy that allows for the spaciousness and the ease, okay? That's what I'm I'm holding up for you. That's what I really would love for you to, at this point, accept as a possibility that that could be something that you're able to create if you just knew how, right? And that it's possible for you. Now, this other way, we've been doing it all our lives, this this urgency, doing it for others, jumping through hoops, running from goalpost to goalpost because if we don't, something bad's going to happen, right? We don't know what that bad thing is. Maybe it's going to be judgment. Maybe it's going to be a, a loss of income, a loss of a client, a loss of the status, what people think of us, all of that. And we've been doing it since childhood in some form or another. And our subconscious mind is addicted to it. It knows this to be the strategy for success. And you haven't died from it yet, even though you don't like the feeling of the overwhelm or the feeling of the limitation that it creates or the feeling that you're not living your highest and fullest life. But your subconscious knows that you have done it this way and survived. You haven't died yet. And it's very black and white. So it thinks it's safe to continue this way. It's the known way, even if it doesn't get you what you want. So it will keep limiting your vision, your ability to see an alternate way. And I'm asking you right now to open, crack open the window a little bit, crack open the door a little bit and see an alternate way. Allow yourself the possibility that there's another way. Okay. Which brings us back to what do you want? Okay. If you want something else, Sometimes it's hard to even claim it because your subconscious is like, no, 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 no. Look over here. This is the only way that's safe. And I'm asking you to say, actually, what if it was possible to have everything you wanted and more? Because you don't even know some of the things that you wanted at this point. 
and keeps expanding, keeps growing. Okay, so now I can't speak for you. I can't get into your heart, your soul. But if you're like so many uber independent, uber successful women who have achieved so much in business in that entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship where you're an entrepreneur in a company, there's a deep yearning for love, connection, intimacy, for more beauty in your life, more flow, more ease, more spaciousness. That's a, that's one of the ones I hear a lot. I just want more spaciousness. For more aliveness, that lit up, tantalizing feeling, that excitement or love for life. And also I hear a lot like that, that relaxing into the support of life for more support, not, not giving up your leadership, your ability to drive projects forward, right? But also allowing for more support so you can finally trust and relax. All of that without giving up or ignoring your drive, right? That's, I think that's what we want. That's the, we want it all perspective. So what if you could put some of the skills that you have dialed in already your focus, your drive, your ambition, your skill sets like around the work that you do, that level of competency and capability, your intelligence, your commitment towards what you really want, this larger, more exquisite life. What if we ignore the voice that says you can't have it all, right? How many times have you heard someone say that? Well, you can't have it all. I don't think that's true. I think that is construction that allows people who are afraid to lean into the to what it takes to create it all. I think it's an, a way of keeping yourself safe and still not affecting your ego, if you will. If you say, well, you can't have it all. That's a way of saying, like, it's okay not to try. It's okay not to expect that. It's okay not to create it. It's okay not to expand into it. And I think we eliminate that, okay? I think that that when we say that, that's really an agreement with fear, an agreement with staying small, an agreement with a society that says, don't get too big for your britches, okay? Because something bad might happen, like I might judge you. Ugh. How horrible is that, right? We don't want that. So what if you drop kicked the idea of you can't have it all and, 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 and you also drop kicked the idea of needing to be superwoman and all the attending reactivity against being superwoman, right? Because there is this thing where, okay, on one side, we're saying you can't have it all. And on the other side, we're saying, okay, you got to do it all, right? You got to be superwoman. And the way you, if, if you apply the skill set that you currently have, the go, 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 drive, ambition, really being in your masculine to being superwoman, it's going to feel like overwhelm. You can't crowbar it. You can't force it. You can't push harder for it. That's where you're up against the 24 hours in a day. And how can you do that? And then you react against it and you say, F that noise. I'm not even going to try. People who say, that you can have it all, blah, 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 blah. They don't know what it takes to be a woman. It's so hard, all of this. 
Okay, neither way works because they both come from fear. So I think I'll do another podcast in the future on on both of these topics, this, this can't have it all and the superwoman scenario. But for now, what if you actually stepped into an alternate way of creating the outcomes in your life? What if your way, oh, look at this, what if your way wasn't wasn't working, right? It works for this, but not for the larger life that you would like to create. Okay, if you're willing to lean into that and say, okay, I don't want to tolerate that. I want to I'm a I'm a learner. I'm a I'm someone who who is always expanding and always growing. I didn't know that there was a way. What if there was a way? Okay, I'll lean into that, okay? And I believe that this way is one that speaks to the whole woman, all of you, okay? And I won't assume what you as an individual need or want, but so often the the desires lie in a real yearning for the deepest, most intimate kind of connection. And that kind of intimacy is, yes, with an intimate lover, with an intimate partner, that might be be where you really desire it. And that is the the depth and the the fullness that can come from that is huge. But maybe it's also intimacy with your family, really having that that full being seen and loving them and not resenting them and, and feeling safe, which might be a stretch for so many of you. I'm not saying that this is what you particularly want, but because I know that there is a lot of trauma from childhood that happens. But some of you are ready to move through that and create something new. Or maybe it's a family of friends that you really need to create intimacy with. This is especially true of, you know, high achievers, right? The the women who are at the top of their game in their entrepreneurship or in corporate, and they don't have people that they they can really be intimate with and share their hopes, their dreams, their vulnerabilities, their challenges, because they're so always in leader role. And sometimes it's nice to be seen in both your strength and your vulnerability. Okay. So sometimes it's intimacy in varying different aspects of your life with yourself, intimacy with yourself, such a big one. Okay. Yet we don't know how to get there. We don't know how to unlock our hearts really and be truly vulnerable and create the space for intimacy. Okay. And yet we want it. And just a little, just a little hint. It's not about the other people in your life. It's not about them. It's always us. Now, yes, you can manifest the the partner of your dreams if you're single, that you can you can manifest the the most amazing team, the best friends, the experiences that you want. But it's you that needs to change first, okay? This intimacy, the love we always dreamed of is there for you, but you have to learn how to allow it. And and this requires deconditioning ourselves from an old way of being. And, you know, it leads to feeling like truly seen, truly loved, 
you know, the hottest sex, the deepest relationships, the most lit up life. And this is so beautiful, okay? And I think we're yearning for that level of beauty, more beauty in our lives, whether it's beauty in our surroundings or beauty in ourselves or beauty in our experiences, that intimacy and beauty, that truth, that it's all connected. At a recent event, I took a woman through a simple exercise, experience, if you will, of doing nothing in that nothingness, in that space. There was so much beauty and everyone's hearts filled. It was tremendous. There was this opening. There was this experience of exquisite presence, exquisite love. So there's that kind of beauty, but maybe it's the beauty that you see in the mirror, that in your own reflection that you're craving, okay? And that beauty is important as well. This this is about being beautiful to ourselves. It's an inside job who we're being, liking ourselves as well. But it's also about claiming our exterior beauty, not just our interior beauty. Those two things go hand in hand. I think I need to do a whole podcast on that as well. I'm going to make a note of that. Interior beauty and exterior beauty and how they connect. That's a that's a big one. For me, they were really linked. I, for many years, grew up with a story that it was frivolous to spend time on how you looked. There was a lot of other stories there that I will expand on at another time, but I really had to take myself to beauty school, if you will, and unlearn through a lived experience of really putting, seeing myself as worthy of the time, money, experience of beauty, getting dressed in the morning and feeling beautiful in my clothes, buying beautiful clothes, paying attention to my body, really learning how to do my hair and makeup and all of that. That was the outer beauty. And it required that I stop stress eating and stop this. And quite frankly, it required that I lower the level of of stress and raise the level of spaciousness in my life to let go of that extra weight. And uh, there's, you know, there's another way, another way of, of doing beauty that's not from fear, from what will everyone else think, that's why I have to do it, but that's a calling forward because it's your inner nature and you want that. So there's that. Okay. And this is where the desire for, I think, uh, going back to this idea of giving myself time to create beauty in my life, whether it's in my home or in my business, or in how I get dressed in the morning. This is where the desire, I think, for spaciousness comes in and more ease and more flow. The, the, in order to allow the beauty in, you have, to, you have to create some spaciousness for it. And it, it, it never feels beautiful if it's constrained or compressed or forced that does not feel like the beauty that you desire. And this spaciousness, this is so key to having an exquisite life. Yet most of us actually deny it, think we can't create it. 
as much as we desire it, we go back to our old way of being. We go back to the 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 urgency, the rush, the stress, the too many things on our calendar because we think we can't have the success we want if we don't do it that way. And there is definitely a way to do this, but it's not it's not for the faint of heart, which I don't think you are, but it really requires a level of courageousness, of risk-taking, of stepping into the unknown and leaning into this different way that is contrary to how you have done things up until now and your subconscious programming won't like it, your identity won't like it. You will be confronted by all the reasons why you can't do it this way. And yet, for the ones who really want it all, right, who are done tolerating and are willing to lean into a different way, are willing to start even though they don't see the entire path yet, even though they don't have the confidence yet, there is a way forward. But you have to be, you have to have that willingness, okay, for sure. And that willingness has to do with staying committed, going back to the commitment to the unspoken promise that they made in their childhood to what they truly desired in their life, what they really wanted to have that most amazing life, right? To live as a full expression of themselves, to be free, to feel unlimited, to feel unencumbered, to love life, to be lit up by it, to contribute your light, your beauty, to not dim yourself, but to be a joyous contributor and enthusiastic lover of life. Okay. It's about going back to that commitment, that unspoken promise. To me, this is what an exquisite life is all about. It's not instead of your ambition and drive and love of accomplishment and creating, that's a beautiful thing. We don't want to get rid of that. It's not either or, which is how so many of us have been brought up to, to think and live. We can either have this or that, but we can't have it all. It's about, and listen up here, it's about expanding our capacity to receive, to experience, it's about an opening to more. It's when we learn how to do this, this expansion, this expanding our, our capacity to receive. It's when we learn how to do this, how to expand our approach, how to expand our capacity and our heart, that we are able to make manifest our most exquisite life. And that's what I, I want to hold up as possible for you. This is like a call to action, a a challenge, if you will, to stop tolerating a limited life. If you love this idea, if this is speaking to you, then I want to share with you that we are going to be putting on the Exquisite Life Plan event. And if you want to get on the wait list for that event, the URL for that is theunstoppablewoman.com slash e LP for exquisite life plan. So that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash ELP. Because if you're a successful entrepreneur or intrapreneur who wants more in her life, 
I'm telling you, this is the event to be at. It's going to be like methodology meets the enchantment of Alice in Wonderland. It's for your intellect and for your senses. Both will be fed, body, mind, heart, beauty, soul. And you're going to get this map to how to create an exquisite life. It's a map to your own promised land, if you will, while leaning into the experience with other women who get you just like you, okay? So I will guide you, I will tempt you, I will lead you into the enchantment of what's possible for your life, and you will have to walk that path like walking through the enchanted forest of a, of a fairy tale, right? You have to be that brave protagonist, the, the hero of your own story, and walk through that. So we'll be announcing the details and, and much of that shortly. But if you want to be the first to know and first to have access to the very limited number of, of tickets, you're going to want to get on that wait list. Okay. So add your name to it today. That's theunstoppablewoman.com slash ELP. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. Thank you for commenting, subscribing, sharing, owning your life, being being committed to more and expansion. I love all of that and I love all of you. And that's a wrap for today. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. And I can't wait to have you join us again for another episode. So watch for that soon. Take care. Bye.